1: Matthew Berry, since you have been at NBC Sports and Peacock for all of one week, whereas I have been here for two years now, I guess that makes me the Derek Carr, you the Devontae Adams of this here, Fantasy Connection. Uh, You are the marquee acquisition for this team this offseason. Welcome, my friend, to NBC Sports and Peacock.
0: Thank you, Michael. It is good to be here. I'm not being paid like Devonte Adams, uh, but uh, <laughs> I certainly appreciate the comparison. Um, thrilled to be here. Really excited. I think I think it's actually an apt uh, comparison in this one in this one particular instant. In w- instance, which is, I think a lot of people were very surprised when Adams left Green Bay. They're like, "Whoa, wait, Devonte Adams? What, you play with Aaron Rodgers." You've been there forever. You've had tons of success in Green Bay. And now you're you're leaving, you know, to go to your college quarterback, to to go to Las Vegas? You're leaving the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. You're leaving 12. And I think that was somewhat of the reaction when I announced I was leaving ESPN. People were like, Well, wait a minute, you're you're leaving ESPN? Like, where the hell are you going? Yeah, you know, I think people were really surprised as well. But um I think when people saw me pop up on uh, football night in America, they were like, "Oh, I, I get it. Oh, okay, now I get yeah, it. Oh, yeah, now, yeah." So um, I did feel a little bit of uh, really. You sure everything okay? Uh, that Adam he announced he was leaving Green Bay, saying that um, uh, that uh, I got or that he wasn't going to resign with Green Bay. Whatever, blah blah blah. Um, that I announced when I was leaving ESPN, and shout out to the fact that I haven't been fired in a week. But I've made it a week, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> on Football Night America. I, would, I think that, I that know, salary
1: ten, cap hit with, with, might hurt.
0: Right. And, well, and, by the way, I was just, you know, I'm, I'm in front of 10 million people, uh, whatever, last Thursday night talking about fantasy and mentioning that I had Jalen Hurts as a top-five quarterback. And you're like, uh, like, is he getting yanked? Is that, you know, or um, – is it, you know, cause that's one of those, that's one of those shows, Michael, that the big bosses watches, you know, like you could, I was worried that what would happen is as I get on there and then you know, one of the, one of the big bosses is like, wait, we hired who, where, how did I, how did I miss that email? Hold on. Hang on. What? So, um, uh, being here a week later is, uh, is very exciting.
1: Well, going back to the, uh, the Carr-Adams thing, I mean, I- I'd like to think that you and I, we both spent 15 years at ESPN. We overlapped. Yep. At, well, we overlapped. We started Numbers Never Lie together. We spent a season doing fantasy football now together. Uh, I'd like to think we connected for 38 touchdowns in two years at ESPN. We were a prolific combination when we played together. So there's some instant yeah. chemistry that exists here. We're going we're gonna to hit the
0: ground running here. No, hundred percent. Here's I have a couple of questions up for you because you and I have known each other a long, long time. To your point, right? You know, um, yeah. Uh, you and I started "Numbers Never Lie" together. We uh, we also, um, uh, right? You said we, we spent the we spent the year together on fantasy football. Now, with you as a host, as an analyst. But more importantly than that, I think what people don't realize is that you and I have competed head to head intensely in the famed war room league for many, many years. The I showed Matt Casey, our producer, the text strings of hours. Michael, you and I would spend hours on trades going back and forth. You are an insanely tough negotiator, a frustrating t- negotiator, but a shrewd one. And so our friendship dates way before people ever saw us on air together. Um, uh, and so, but my, so I have a question for you. So, again, I don't know how long we've known each other, 12 years, 13 years, something like that, right? It, it's up there. It's up there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, and I didn't have a phone number from you. Matt Casey put us on a text change. Everyone, like, <laughs> who's this? And he's like, Michael. And I'm like, yeah, I have a 617 mic number for Michael. What's this 310? And you're like, oh, I got two phones. All right, Hollywood, why do you need two phones?
1: Well. Um am I I don't a, live in I'm LA. Probably, here's
0: a, I got and I got another question. Am I on the yeah. am I on the bat phone or am I or am I on the important phone? Am I on main phone or I'm like on the, the bat phone, whatever? I didn't realize because you have a two phone system. I I'm one phone. I'm a one phone guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I know that's that's pretty pretentious on my part. Um okay, so the quick story is if you have the six one seven number, I've known you forever. I've had that number since two thousand one. So you you are you a day one. Michael Smith guys, right. you got the 617 number. The 310 number, I got it because I was in California and being shamed for having an Android and the green bubble thing. And people with iPhones just act like people with Androids are like, we should be banished to another planet or something like that. So I just broke down and got an iPhone. So now I got two numbers. And you got both numbers. Both They're both equally important. But see, it's mm-hmm. that kind of background. It's that, it's that kind of chemistry that made me uh, so excited to reunite with me so the reason why we're doing this little sneak preview if you will is you and i will be reuniting together connecting for touchdown passes first on the roto world draft guide show which is going to air next wednesday august 17th at 8 p.m eastern on peacock roto world draft guide show coming to you next wednesday and on sundays this fall from 11 to 1 fantasy football pregame. With the two of us kicking it, setting the table as you set your lineups. I mean, it's just, it feels like just such a natural full circle moment for us. But before we get into fantasy, yeah. I do want to do one more thing about reality and then we'll do a little sneak preview yeah, of yeah. Wednesday's draft guide show. Uh, again, you and I both spent 15 years at ESPN. Um, I know what it's like to leave the nest, if you will. Um, you became a household name uh, in those 15 years. You're obviously coming home to Roto World. So it's definitely a full circle for you personally, uh, talented Mr. Roto. But I just love to know as best you can. Take me inside this process, how you're processing the move. I know I can tell you this. I'll tell you what to expect. But in the next 15 years, people will still tell you they love you on ESPN. It's going to be a hard habit to break. I don't know if you're still saying Matthew Barry from ESPN only a week into your new uh, adventure with NBC Sports and Peacock.
0: Well, uh, yeah, all sorts of things. I'll answer that first part. I, that's definitely still happening. I'm sure I will screw up and say that on air. There have been times where I've said like, <laughs> "Oh, it's like I was just talking to ESPN, NBC." So I've done that. I've also yeah. talking to old friends of mine. Uh, you know, because I made lifelong friends at ESPN, and so I'll say stuff like, "I can't believe we are." I can't believe you guys are. Like, I still say the "we" sometimes, even though I'm no yeah. longer part of that team. Uh, yeah. Look, the answer to the answer to that question is Michael. It it Uh, And I'm glad you mentioned coming home. So for a lot of people aren't aren't aware of this, but I started my career at Roto World. 1999, I wrote a fantasy basketball column in December of 1999. It's my very first thing for the company. And I I spent uh, almost five years at the company leaving in 2004 to start my own site, to start TalentedMrRoto.com. And I still, even when I left Roto World to start. TownsendMissRoto I still had a deal with Roto World where my column would appear on Roto World, and they would link back to my site, and we shared content. So uh, I've been associated with Roto World since from nineteen ninety nine till two thousand seven, which is when I joined ESPN full time. Uh, so it is a homecoming for me. Uh, it is a full circle moment for me. And look, I wasn't looking to leave ESPN. I have nothing bad to say about the place. Uh, the reason anyone gives a gives a blank about me is because of those four letters and i'm proud of everything we accomplished there but what i would tell you is is that there were two things that were super important to me which is um you know obviously you want to be paid uh you know paid as much as you can get right we all want to make as much money as possible and uh it was very comparable in terms of what espn offered me to stay and espn offered me a three-year extension very nice raise god bless um NBC also made a very generous offer. So the money was basically equal. Um, for me, it came down to two things. Uh, entrepreneurial. I have an entrepreneurial uh-huh. spirit, Michael, and you and I have talked about this uh-huh. you do as well. I think it's what get along so well is you and I like to have, you and I, you and I both like to stay busy. We both like to keep our fingers in a lot of pies. We've, we've had these conversations many years, many yeah. times over the years. So um, I wanted to continue, for me, it's my Fantasy Life stuff, my FantasyLife.com stuff uh, that I'm doing um, uh, around that. So the Fantasy Life newsletter and the Fantasy Life app, those kind of things. I wanted to be able to keep doing that and building those businesses. And it also was super important to me to be a part of NFL coverage. I've always tried to push the ball forward in terms of fantasy analysis, in, times of, in terms of breaking through and making fantasy. I believe that when you're talking fantasy, you're talking NFL. It, it, all it is is you're just talking 100%. ball. You're just talking 100%. You're just talking ball. A different prism, but it's the same thing. And it's the same conversation, whether it's sports betting or fantasy or whatever. And at ESPN, because ESPN is owned by Disney and because of corporate, you know, uh, that company is set up, the entrepreneurial stuff wasn't going to be allowed. I could return to ESPN, right. but I would have had to give up. It doesn't work. And I just wasn't going to be a part of NFL coverage there. It's uh, again, you know, no disrespect. That's um, that's how they've set their company up. And let's be clear. They've done really, really well over the years. So, um, uh, you know, uh, it's worked for them. It's important to me to be a part of NFL coverage, to have fantasy truly be aligned. And so when came to me and said, we're going to put you on football night in America, we're going to put you on the number one studio show in all of America, the second highest rated show in all of television. The only show that's higher rated than football night in America is the actual game of Sunday night football. Right. So we're going to put you. You're not going to be, you're not going to be like some asterisk. You are a cast member of football night. In America they said that to me and they said, and we'll also we'll bring Roto world back and keep your side hustles. Um, it, it was a hard decision but it wasn't if that makes any sense. Yeah. It was a hard decision. total sense. 15 years people but also it was it was a little bit of a no-brainer um uh for me and yeah. so you know could not be and uh you know it has been for me uh, that in addition to everyone being so welcoming and so gracious but you know whether it's you or Mike Tarico or Maria Taylor, it has been nice to see a bunch of faces and friends from my days, at ESPN as well. So it's been, uh, yeah. it's been awesome, man. I was one weekend, but I'm thrilled, couldn't be happier to be here.
1: Well, I couldn't be happier for you. Um, and I know it was a tough decision for you, but when they said, and you get to work with Michael Smith, he's like, Oh, that settles it. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to NBC now, but no, in all seriousness, it was very appropriate that your debut was at the uh, Hall of Fame game in Canton because you, my friend, are definitely a football Hall of Famer. No qualifier, no fantasy qualifier there. So great to see you on Football Night in America as well. Uh, and again, this is a sneak preview. Uh, we'll get to a, a few fantasy things. We don't want to steal our own thunder. We want to give you guys a reason to tune in at 8 p.m. Eastern on Peacock next Wednesday, August 17th for the Royal World Fantasy Draft Guide Show. Go ahead, Matthew.
0: I was just going to say, and it's not just for people who are like, uh, yeah, you know, I, I kind of tolerate the two of you, but is it just you? No, no, no. It's going to be Michael and myself and a cast of thousands. Uh, a lot of people yeah. that you know from NBC and Roto World that you love and respect, football analysts, insiders, fantasy experts, some friends of ours as well, some guests. So uh, I would say that for not only the Roto World Draft Guide Show, but also uh, for uh, Fantasy Football Tailgate. I believe that's the first time we've announced that name. So I'm excited about that on Sunday mornings. It'll be Michael and myself and uh, a lot of uh, smart, great guests as well. A lot of, it'll uh, be a full two hours on Sunday mornings. And uh, the, uh, yeah. the draft guide show is going to be uh, chock full of fantasy goodness.
1: All right. So enough of the love fest. I love Hi. you. Yeah, America yeah. loves you. Let's get into why they're here, which is fantasy football. Why you do what you do, which yeah, is fantasy football. So from a macro standpoint, I'll just ask you quite simply, like, okay, I'm joining you from lovely Martha's Vineyard. I've been on vacation. I haven't exactly, you know, I haven't gotten into draft mode yet, Matthew. I've been thinking about it, you know, know. and I'm really just starting to, I'm really just starting to buckle down and and get ready for my fantasy draft. What is your overall?
0: Wait, can I just uh, like, as I'm in my bedroom, can we just take a moment here to, (laughs) to, to acknowledge the, the the Michael Two Phone Smith flex of being in Martha's Vineyard, spending that Amazon money already. Look at you! All right, <laughs> <Look>, that's nice. <laughs> already, that's good. That's fine. I get yeah, it. Not I bad. get it. Not, not bad. America, not let bad. America know how the other half lives. I see you. I feel you. No, okay. Matthews.
1: All right. No, Matthew. Yeah. This isn't this isn't Amazon money. This is leftover money from my winnings of the aforementioned War Room League that I dominated. You left that part out. That I doubt, Yeah, I've won enough fantasy are, money in my days to send me to Martha's Vineyard.
0: <laughs> you and I are both former champions. You and I are both former champions of that league. Two time. You're a two, two. timer. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, yeah. A two yeah. timer. Okay. I
0: I lost in the finals a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and a league that we and a league that we both got kicked out of because once you leave, once you're out of the family, you're out of the family. But that's not the here. Nor yeah. That. Okay. Correct. So right, back to the at? draft. What is your overall draft philosophy? Your draft manifesto heading into the 2022 season.
0: Look, I, you know, it, it's a little bit of a cliche, but you know, I go back to the Will Ferrell. Um, you know, I, I go back to Days of Thunder. If you're not um, uh, not Days of Thunder, um, uh, sorry, I go back to Ricky Bobby, right? And um, Ricky Bobby, yeah, which is Talladega Ricky Nights. Bobby, if you're Talladega Nights, thank you. If you're not yeah. first, you're last, right? And yeah. so I think, I think generally speaking, early on, you want to go safe. First two rounds, I always say you can't win your league in the first two rounds. You can lose it, right? So you want to make sure you, you don't want to be reaching too much in the first two rounds. But after that, I think it's about upside. The way you win your league is with the Cooper Cups of the world with the Jonathan Taylors of the world. You, you win your league with the, the Jalen Waddles down the stretch, those guys, right? You you win your league by picking up Devontae Freeman off the waiver wire, you know, and using him for a couple of weeks to get you through an injury spot. Like, that's how you win your league, right? And so for me, it it is, uh, again, I think you, a little bit of going safe early, but then it is swinging for the fences because, again, no one remembers second except for me, like where I'm just like, oh, yeah. A couple of times that I finished second in the War Room League, which, you know, uh, still rankles me.
1: Yeah. You mentioned a couple of big names. You mentioned a couple of big names and Jonathan Taylor and and Cooper Cup that that won a lot of leagues last year. Uh, Who is the player or players that you get asked about the most heading into the 2022 season? Who's got the most buzz around them going into this year?
0: Well, I mean I uh, the biggest question I get is who's my fantasy ride or die? Last year was Austin Eckler, everyone had him as a second round pick, and I'm like, guys, uh, guys, he's gonna be a top five fantasy running back this year. And everyone called me crazy, and then what happened? He was a top five 20 fantasy. Running back. Later.
1: Yep. Yeah, yep.
0: Yeah, they're like they're not gonna use him at the goal line, didn't get at the goal line. I'm like, yeah, they got Joe Lombardi's their new album they're gonna use him like Alvin Kamara, guys. They're gonna use him like Alvin Kamara. Anyway, so but so I got a lot of questions. Who's my fantasy rider die. I'm going to announce that on the Rotable draft guide show Wednesday, August 17th, 8 PM on Peacock. He said, I am All already right. a company man. Uh, but <laughs> I, I think I get, at, I think, you know, there's a lot of questions coming up. Like, so on football night in America, I mentioned that I had Jalen hurts as a top four fantasy quarterback. Uh, people are asking me about, uh, Jalen hurts. We get a lot of questions about, um, some of the sleeper quarterbacks. Do you like Trey Lance? Do you like Trevor Lawrence? Do you like Justin Fields? Uh, those guys come up, and then I think it's a for me. It's also the unsettled situations. Kansas City's a, a true enigma, right? With Tyreek Hill gone, is it Juju? Is it MVS? Is it Nicole Hardman? Who's going to be the starting running back? You know, are we are we believing once again in uh, you know in in Ronald Jones or Clyde Edwards-Helaire? What about uh, what about Jarek McKinnon? um sky Moore is getting a lot of buzz in that camp what about isaiah pacheco the uh the running back so i get a lot of questions about um uh about kansas city and the other big question i get and let's talk this through is what what are what are the who's this year's cincinnati you know who's this year's kind of an offense is going to like we know the Buccaneers are going to be a really good offense, right? We know the Packers are going to be a really good offense. Like there's a couple offenses nah. that we already know. Kansas City, right? The um the Chargers, we expect to be a very good offense. Right? right? Proven so, commodities, um, yeah. Proven commodities. So uh so let's talk through some of this. So here's some look, I think the Chargers can take another step. I think Indianapolis with Matt Ryan under center in that Mm -hmm. offensive line, I think they're really interesting, right? I mean, think about what Matt Ryan has done as a QB for wide receiver, whether it's Calvin Ridley, whether it's Julio Jones. Like, over the years, Matt Ryan has always been able to support at least one very fantasy-relevant wide receiver, one top 15 guy. And so I think Michael Pittman might be a little underrated this year because we know he's going to get a tremendous target share. Uh, So I think that's a very interesting offense. I'm high on Philadelphia this year, you know, again, starting with, with Jalen Hurts, And uh, the addition of A.J. Brown, second year of Devontae Smith, second year of the Sirianni offense, uh, and a great offensive line and a pretty good schedule. I'll give you two sort of sleeper uh, offenses that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about. Number one is Minnesota. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, the
0: Vikings. Kevin
1: O'Connell.
0: Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips coming from Sean McVay, coming from a pass-first offense. Like, we know the Vikings put up numbers. Kirk Cousins was a top-12 fantasy quarterback last year. Obviously, Justin Jefferson was awesome. Dalvin Cook was awesome. Adam Thielen had his moments when he was healthy. So we saw K.J. Osborne emerge. Well, all those guys are back, plus a healthy Irv Smith. And they did all that last year, Michael, under Mike Zimmer, who's a defensive coach but conservative in nature. They were bottom 14 in the NFL. They were bottom 14 in the NFL in passing rate, the Vikings were. And now here comes O'Connell. Here comes West Phillips. They're going to throw. That's an offense that's going to air it out. And I think they have, they have better weapons than people realize. Again, uh, with Osborne as a third and Irv Smith and, of course, the running backs as well, I just – look, no one ever gets excited about Kirk Cousins, but he's absolutely solid. And uh, yeah. I, think that's a, I think that's a sneaky offense that I think is going to score a lot more points than people realize. And I'll also say the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars, it's a ridiculously easy schedule. I, everyone, like, you want to bag on the Jaguars. Okay, I hear you. I get it. It's a franchise that is that has certainly struggled for a long time. Uh, but uh, Doug, what is Doug Peterson? Doug Peterson is a former NFL quarterback who came out of the Andy Reid system. He's a pass-first guy. He got an MVP year out of Carson Wentz. And I know, you know, Frank Reich is the guy that always gets the credit. Oh, is Frank Reich. But then you look at Carson Wentz last year in Indianapolis under Frank Reich, and you're like, you know maybe it was Doug Peterson. Um, uh, <laughs> at, you, at, you know, at any rate, I just think Doug Peterson, former NFL quarterback, former very successful head coach, I, nowhere to go but up. There's a reason why Trevor Lawrence in one year didn't forget how to play football. Yeah, You know, this is a guy that coming out of college was – He's the next Andrew Luck. He's the next Peyton Manning. He's the most NFL-ready prospect to come out of college in the last 20 years, right? He's, he's that guy. And the whole offense was a mess, and Urban Meyer, you know, is bad a coach, is bad a fit. And, you know, whatever. we don't need to beat that horse. But the fact is, is that under Doug Peterson, and they've given him some weapons, right? So you've got Marvin yeah. Jones, but they added Christian Kirk. They added Zay Jones. They added Evan Ingram. They, they've, they've improved that offensive line. As a, I'm a commander's fan So Brandon Scherf down there. Like he's, he's going to anchor, help anchor that line. I don't know. Trevor, I think, and by the way, and I think the offense is still going to be crappy. Getting Travis Etienne back as well, healthy. I don't know. I think there's, I think the Jags are going to be a sneaky, good offense, at least for fantasy purposes. Because I think they're going to have to throw a lot. A, it'll be their offensive philosophy. And B, just because of the nature of the game and their defense is going to be bad again this year. Or will struggle, I think, in some way.
1: Yeah, no, I, I love that. Uh, that. That That's a lot of good uh, information there. One, uh, look forward to finding out who your real ride or die is because it sounds like you're really riding with Jalen Hurts. I'd love to hear who you're riding or dying, dying with more than Jalen Hurts this part, at this point. The second part of all that is uh, you love just getting a piece of good offenses. Whether you can get a Justin Jefferson or not, like let's say you get a Kirk Cousins. Let's say you're thinking about, you know, taking a Josh Allen on Lamar Jackson early, maybe you think twice and say, let me get a, a, another solid wide receiver or running back or tight end even here and wait on a Kirk Cousins. That could still win you your league. And uh, as far as Jacksonville goes, you had as much playing time as their stars. So we're still looking forward to seeing uh, what they do this preseason, if the Doug Peterson effect um, ends up uh, manifesting itself early on or not. Uh, did you have anything else before we moved on? Because I was going to ask you about this first full weekend of, of preseason action. You had something else you want to add?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I know, and, and Jacksonville looked terrible uh, in the preseason game against, I think they were going, you know, purposely fairly vanilla, at least especially in that game. And so, uh, you know, there's definitely stuff that you can take away from the preseason, but there's also, you don't want to overreact too much to the preseason. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about preseason here in, here in a second. Um, what I would say, uh, the what's really interesting is some of the young wide receivers Um, as well, you know, we talk about sort of questions. Um, I'm all in, I'm all in on, um, Gabriel Davis. He's a very polarizing Mm -hmm. player in fantasy circles. Half the the fantasy industry believes he is overhyped. The other half is sort of like it's Gabe Davis season. I'm among the believers that it is Gabe Davis season. You know?
1: Yeah, no, me too.
0: I, I wrote a column on, uh, on uh, RotoWorld.com, NBCSportsEdge.com, called Hundred Facts. Okay, Hundred Facts, and I'll give you a um, uh, I'll give you a couple of facts that I think are pretty interesting about uh, Gabriel Davis. Right, think about this. Okay, last year he was ninety-eight. He was ninety-eight in targets. Like that's low, right? Ninety-eight in targets, and yet. Um, and yet despite that, and he had 11 different games, games sorry, in those seven games, hang on. Gabe Davis, 98th in targets last year, 11 different games where he ran fewer than 20 routes and yet still top five in the NFL among wide receivers in end zone targets. When they got in close, despite the fact they had Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs and Dawson Knox. He was still looking for Gabriel Davis. There were only five games last year, Michael, and there were only five games last year in which Gabe Davis saw at least five targets. He scored in four of them. And now Manuel Sanders is gone. Cole Beasley is gone. Gabriel Davis had another year in the NFL, by the way, still just 23 years old. And it's his third year in the NFL, I believe. So, Yes, they added Jamison Crowder, and we expect a bigger role for Isaiah McKenzie. But make no mistake, this is going to be one of, if not, the best offenses in football we know about, Allen Diggs. But Gabe Davis is coming. And you saw it in that playoff game against the Chiefs with the four touchdowns. Like, I ain't saying he's getting four touchdowns every game. What I'm saying is that wasn't a fluke either. That wasn't a fluke. Yeah. I mean, just look at those numbers there on the screen, right? 35 for 549, six touchdowns. He was 98th in targets. There were 97 yeah. other receivers that got more targets than Gabe Davis. 98th yeah. in targets, and he put up, you know, almost six – you know, over 500 yards, and I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in on Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis in a big way this year.
1: Same. Yeah, no. And Listen, only one team's going to get Josh Allen, but give me anybody that's catching Josh Allen passes. That might be an oversimplification. I just like having pieces of great offenses to your point about these up and coming offenses like Minnesota and Jacksonville that could uh, produce some, as you say, fantasy goodness across the board. Um, All right. So before we wrap this up, let's kind of like turn the page to the first full weekend of preseason. Um, It is Thursday, um, August 11th. You know, so we get some preseason action tonight, Friday, Saturday. Uh, Who are you looking forward to seeing in action provided they get, you know, somewhat meaningful playing time or aren't a healthy scratch but who are you looking forward to seeing maybe it's a new face in a new place to stick with this theme of uh, of you being at nbc sports and peacock now uh, who are you looking forward to seeing this weekend uh
0: it's a great question ideally what you're hoping for is a couple of things you're hoping for some clarity it's all small sample size so you're sort of having to read the tea leaves here but some clarity on 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 roles that were that we're curious about right Uh, like Miami. Miami's a fascinating team this year. Now, Mm -hmm. again, does Tua play? Does Tyreek play? Probably not. We'll see. But can we get some clarity on the running backs? So you've got Chase Edmonds who got the big deal to come over. But then you've got Raheem Mostert who I love. You know, win healthy. Raheem Mostert can play. And obviously reunited. Mike McDaniel coming over from San Francisco, his former running back. And so – They've also got Sony Michelle in the house there. So how that running back situation shakes out—that's pretty interesting to me in Miami, and and what the usage is there. We talked about Kansas City already. You're hearing a lot of buzz about guys like Sky Moore. Do you see anything there? You know, would love to would love to get some uh, you know some look at the Dallas offense beyond the obvious guys, right? So like Jalen Torbert, somebody that I'm really excited about—the rookie wide receiver. Do do we see him? Because again. No Cedric Wilson, no Amari Cooper, uh, Michael Gallup banged up. So somebody's going to catch passes besides CeeDee Lamb in that offense. Who is it? I'm putting my money on Tolbert at the moment, but I think it's interesting. So that's what you're hoping for is can you get some clarity on some stuff? I think a lot of people, we, back to that Thursday night game, uh, the, the Hall of Fame game, and it raised a lot of eyebrows that Josh Jacobs got the – no Derek Carr, no Devontae Adams, but Josh Jacobs is getting carries the first two series. And you're kind of yeah. like, first game of the preseason and he's getting this much work? Like, you know, I, I think that certainly raised some eyebrows in terms of – so it's, a, it's, it's Michael. It's not just usage, but it's, you know, do they get used and, you know, and, and how do they get used? Who are they on the field with? So, I mean, like, do you feel better or worse about Josh Jacobs after seeing him with, in essence, the second team? Last week,
1: yeah,
0: I feel yeah. worse.
1: Listen, I mean, his, his head coach made me feel worse the moment he got hired. I like Josh McDaniels a lot as a, as a coach yeah. and as an offensive mind, but we know the running back games that he played for a lot of years in New England. So, um, you know, you can You can't. I don't know if you can count on any Raiders running back to be a bell cow week in or week out.
0: Yeah, and to that point, by the way, there's rumors uh there's rumors that perhaps damien speaking of patriots running backs that damien harris is on the trade block and so that's pretty interesting because if i love Ramondre stevenson i think a lot of people do and if damien harris were for whatever reason no longer the patriots Ramondre stevenson would be a top 20 fantasy running back like he's got and that's gonna that's gonna be a run first offense once again he's a true three down back they've got other guys there i get it but Stevenson is is great and so for whatever reason Damian Harris was on his way out that's pretty interesting so to that end like when the Patriots play does Damian Harris suddenly get a lot of run early on as sort of a trade showcase
1: yeah yeah
0: so uh I think you know those are all the things you're looking for and also just you know do you get some rookies like do do we get to see Trubisky at all I mean not Trubisky do we get to see Kenny Pickett at all right? Do we get to see mm-hmm. some of these rookies? Do we, you know, mm-hmm. even if Aaron Rodgers isn't out there, and he won't be, but what does Christian Watson do? Right? You know, yeah. oh, what if, what do some of these, what do some of the uh, the rookies do? It, that's always interesting to see.
1: Well, man, um, I think we should leave it there, because there's no shortage of storylines, even though, like you said, you don't want to overreact to, you know, first full weekend of preseason, oh. but, I mean, nonetheless, there's going to be plenty to unpack after we see, um, you know, these teams in action for the first time. You are no rookie. I'm no rookie. It's great to yeah. be reunited with you, man. Uh, this is just a, a glimpse of what we're going to be bringing to the Roto World Draft Guide Show this coming Wednesday, August 17th, 8 p.m. on Peacock. And every Sunday, uh, helping you set your lineups uh, for fantasy football, helping you win your league. We're not Like you said, we ain't, you and, we're not trying to help you set your winner We're not, we're not playing for fun. Okay, we're not not playing for a second. We're trying to help you win week in and week out and win your league. Matthew Berry, welcome aboard, my friend. It's good to be reunited with you, man. Looking forward to working with you again. And uh, happy for you, man. And uh, let's have some fun.
0: I appreciate it, Michael. Thanks so much, man. This is going to be great.